10,000 people, maybe more. All right, Mutiny Radio listener, you are tuned in at 6 o'clock. It is usually time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. And we're going to be doing some live stuff here. We as in me as in the Queen. Hey, I'm Pam Benjamin holding it down here on a Monday at 6 o'clock. 6 to 8, mutinyradio.fm. Streams back up. Everything's live again and happy and good. Fix that all up. Thanks again to Richard Kist and Naomi Most for being champions of tech <laughs> and everything else. If I cough, it's not corona. It's because I smoke way too much weed. So for the first half hour here, uh, Jana Kelly has a clean comedy show I guess she does on Facebook live and I'm waiting for that to go live we're going to queue into that and then at 6 30 we have Warhol Kaufman we're going to be reading a bunch of his scripts via zoom again we did that yesterday I played some of that earlier today and it was fun to listen to so that will be happening as well your favorite mutiny radio people zooming in Elizabeth Stanton out of Canada. I forgot there for a second where she lives. Alright, so I've got some Simon and Garfunkel playing because you know, why not? And I'm going to wait for this live clean comedy thing and I hope that you guys are listening and that you enjoy Mutiny Radio. Hit that donate button over on the side there, that GoFundMe. Please, please, please help us in these COVID times. But thanks to those who have donated, actually. You've saved our asses. Uh, by us, I mean uh, me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, here's some more music, and we're waiting, like I said, for Jana Kelly. Mm-hmm. On a tour of one night stands, my suitcase and guitar in hand. And every stop is neatly planned for a poet and a one-man band. Every day is an endless stream of cigarettes and magazines And each town looks the same to me, the movies and the factories And every stranger's face I see reminds me that I long to be Homeward bound, I wish I Shades of mediocrity Like emptiness and harmony I need someone to comfort me
winter's day In a deep and dark December streets below on a freshly fallen silent shroud of snow I am a rock I build walls a fortress deep and mighty come on Janet Kelly 605 waiting for your live Facebook come on girl get it going she did some Zoom thing, too, and I'm like, I don't know. What you, just, you said it's Facebook Live. What, how does Facebook Live work? Can't I just, didn't she just start already? All right. Giving you, like, one more minute, and then I'm going to switch it up. Don't talk of love. Well, I've heard the word before. It's The slumber of feelings that I've died If I never loved, I never would have cried I am a rock, I am an island I have my books And my poetry to protect me It's a still life watercolor of a now late afternoon As the sun shines through the curtain lace and shadows wash the room And we sit and drink our coffee Couched in our indifference like shells upon the shore You can hear the ocean roar dangling conversation and the superficial sighs the borders of our lives and you read your Emily Dickinson and I my Robert Frost and we note our place with bookmarkers that measure what we've lost like a poem poorly written 
Well, I'm going to play some music I like until this thing starts, which I hope it starts. Oh, all right, it's 6 o'clock, everybody. Hey, you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. This is not happy hour. There's no happiness. Everybody has COVID-19. No one is out. The comedy scene is dead. Uh, But tonight, actually, at 7 o'clock, you can go to the Mutiny Radio YouTube. You can subscribe and watch Comedy from the Bunker. We're going to have a bunch of different comedians from wherever they are zooming in, doing sets, be live on our Mutiny Radio YouTube that you can subscribe to. Thanks, John Garside, for hooking all of this up with your smarty pants. Super smarty pants. And I'm going to do this crazy thing with the Zoom. We're going to be able to hear it. We're going to see what happens. I don't know how technology works. But I am down here at Mutiny Radio. I'm going to play some music for you guys. You're welcome to give me a call, 415-550-0511. Hey, tell me what you're doing. How are you coping without stage time? <laughs> are you... Are you freaking out yet? Uh, We're going to have some fun comedy tonight. I actually have to look at my jokes and see what I'm going to do. We'll keep enjoying music. This is, I'm like newly obsessed with a band called The Death Grips because, surprise, Westworld. Westworld 3 is out and there's this amazing song on the soundtrack. And I'm like, this is an incredible song. Oh, it's this, this new music. Turns out they're from like 2012 and before. So, ha, ha, ha. Joke's on me. Old stuff is still cool. So uh, listen to a little Death Grips, and then I'm going to be playing some more stuff from the Westworld soundtrack because it's so good. Don't you love Westworld? Isn't it the smartest show on TV? Yeah, yeah. Give me a call, 415-550-0511, mutinyradio.fm. Fuck yourself, fuck yourself. Oh, 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 oh. 
wave that finds the shore her soul rises in the evening for to open twilight store and her eyes are the stars in heaven watching o'er our soul the while and her heart it is in Ireland Deep within the emerald isle, Ireland, I am coming home. I can see your rolling fields of green and fences made of stone. I am reaching out. Can't you take my hand? I'm coming home, Ireland. Yes, I am home, Ireland. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a little side note. I do like to sing. <laughs> so um, I've got another comic here, and I'm going to highlight her. So what I'm going to try to do, um, her name is, um, I just met her, Miriam Sobe. And so um, I'm going to put my phones together, this is weird, I know, and have uh, the Facebook Live highlight her now. So let's see if this works. <laughs> Okay, you see, <laughs> do you see her? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be in the background. Oh, this is great. Okay, let's try to. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> I know, right? This is this is the the best way. Okay, go ahead. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. The people on um, my friends list are real nice. Okay. <laughs> okay, good, good. No trolls. Um, yeah. It's just kind of funny. I was just talking to somebody right now, and I'm like, I feel like I'm developing social anxiety. Like, I just don't know how to be anymore. Like, what are humans anymore? You know? It's just so... <laughs> yeah. Everything I do, I'm, like, second-guessing. I'm like, how do I say things to people anymore? Like, everything is, like, through emails. So even coming on to this thing, I was just mm -hmm. like, wait, do I really want to interact? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I should probably but, record yeah. this. Sorry. <laughs> No, no, no worries. Okay. Please don't record. I don't. I don't want to look back at this in six months and be like, "What was going on with me?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's if computers are still around. I feel like um, cause the internet's going to implode at some point. And honestly, I'm actually wishing that it would happen because it would keep me from being online all the time. I've just kind of neglected <laughs> my life. But um, yeah, so I don't know. How's everybody doing? How are you guys holding up? Uh, going crazy, but it's okay. <laughs> Everything else is yeah. crazy too. At least I'm not the only one now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, where's everyone at right now? Are you, you're in the East West Bay. Coast, right? No, I'm in East okay. Bay, yeah. So Pleasanton, yeah. I don't know the area. I'm in Chicago. Well, actually, I'm in a suburb oh, cool. slash farm town. I'm now two hours south of Chicago at my parents. Nice. Um, I haven't lived at home in 15 years, so it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm giving my parents, like, um, curfews, you know, like, you can't go out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So it's been interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm here with my kids and my husband, and uh, 
Yeah, I'm now a full-time teacher. And it's, and it's funny because I've always said, like, I want to homeschool my kids. You know, the Chicago school system is crazy. But now I'm just like, uh, can someone please take them back? I'm, I'm done after a day. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I don't know what else to tell you guys. <laughs> How many kids do you have? I have two kids. I have um, an almost 13-year-old and an old, oh, and 10-year-old daughters. Um, oh, fun. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. That's and cool. It's, we moved to Chicago. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think what else. What else I can tell you guys. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, hmm. Yeah, I've been married for 14 years, and it's a long time to be married. Um, Yay! Congrats. Thanks. I'm only 28. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Team Bride, it's more politically correct. You know, <laughs> that's Okay, so, so what's the, I don't know, what's the best thing about uh, uh, Chicago that I would need to see when I'm there? Um, <laughs> now that everything's closed down, it's hard to think, you know, like, there's nothing to see now. The yeah. lakefront is beautiful. The lakefront is, like, that's my go-to place. Did you know there's a lake in Oakland, California? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, um... Wow. Oh, 
it's like you you go to Oakland and you expect like you know gangs and um, lots of you know I don't know spray paint on those walls you get that you know you see that so you're actually okay with it you know like okay good at least I get that supply but um, then you come around the corner and there's like this lake and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> and across the lake you can see fairy tale land you're like wait a second <laughs> oh wow <laughs> I've never actually been there because I, I feel awkward going as an adult <laughs> without kids. I'd be like, okay, at least she's a girl, but <laughs> hilarious. Um, so yeah, I guess the things you could see here that I've noticed as an Uber driver, because like I take people to places I've never seen in the Bay Area. Uh, one of them is. Uh, well, there's a lot of lakes I never knew about, not just the Oakland Lake, but um, there's a reservoir in Lafayette, that's a pretty one, and then, um, like, you know, there's always, like, Alcatraz and stuff, but the best thing about Alcatraz was I actually broke my foot before I went there, <laughs> and that sounds really weird, but I actually, um, uh, had a broken ankle, so I had a boot on, and I was like, I'm not gonna walk around the island, like, in a boot. That just sounds weird. And so I decided to um, get a wheelchair for the day. And you could get a wheelchair for the day for $30 or for the month for $30, same price. So we kept it for a day, which was not very smart. But anyway, <laughs> so my, uh, my husband pushed me around in the wheelchair. It was amazing. And then we got on like the ferry because we had already planned this trip with our friend. And she's awesome. And she came with her guy. and. Uh, so the best thing about having a wheelchair when you're on a ferry is you get to be on first with your whole group and then you get to be off first with your whole group too, both times. So it was awesome. So <laughs> I should have gone to Disneyland, <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> but we already had tickets, so like, yeah, we're cheap like that. And, uh, <laughs> but you know what, uh, I was so... It was so much fun, and it was around the time when the Wii U was going on. Uh, do you remember the Wii, and then the Wii U was like the universe one? Anyway, nobody really caught that one, and we didn't either because it was kind of lame, but <laughs> but we wanted one. And so my husband would push me in the wheelchair, and we'd go, Wii U! <laughs> I just got really fast. It was so much fun. I guess I'm all about fast, so um, one of the things about me is I like to drive fast and if you come in the car with me you're like whoa what are we doing getaway car <laughs> but um I even had like a cop in my car once and he told me he was a cop because I was an uber driver at the time and he had a date with him or maybe his wife I'm not sure but um <laughs> and he was like um yeah I'm a cop I'm like oh cool and I kept going the same speed I usually go <laughs> didn't register <laughs> And uh, it was Lyft at the time, actually, and so he complained to Lyft, and I got like a, uh, not a citation, thank goodness, but like a complaint. <laughs> I'm like, that's who it was. It was the cop, of course. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but I didn't respond to that email ever. <laughs> that's how to like, uh, you know, avert the situation. Nope. Uh, now I'm, con now I'm t totally confessing it. <laughs> But, so, what do you do now? Are you teaching the kids at home, or? Yeah, I've just become this reluctant teacher, but, um, 
Yeah. I quit I quit news because it was like a lot of censorship of like, you know, you gotta be careful what you say, you know, you're working mm-hmm. in news, you don't want people to be confused. And I'm like, I think people can tell the difference between comedy and news. You know, <laughs> I like so. I, I have two different lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah, so I left to do this stuff, um, and really give it a go and then everything shut down, so <laughs> <laughs> But I left just in time because everyone's getting laid off, so I think I was the smart one. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I got. I I actually had a job where like it was for the student assistants in California. Um, I was one of them, and I was working at Ashpod, which is the Office of Statewide Health Planning and Development. Blah blah blah. Um, anyway, so um, when I was working there, I was doing GIS. And that's like uh, geographic information. It's really boring stuff, but it's like addressing, and um, it was exciting for me at least. Uh, maps and stuff. Um, so I left that place to go to the city of Roseville. Hey! And at the city of Roseville, I was so excited to work there, but um, <laughs> um, I actually, right after that, all the student assistants had just been let go in the whole state and I'm like oh I'm so glad I got out without like all that traffic of people looking for jobs so I was really happy and lucky so yeah I noticed you play piano I do I love piano that's so cool yeah it's so much fun so if you ever want to catch me on piano lady that's my hashtag so yeah, Piano Lady and uh, Jana Funny, but those are my two hashtags that I keep. And then I'm actually trying to do like a, a teaching thing on my YouTube, so I want to teach people AutoCAD. Um, and you can download it for free. If you have a Mac, it's much easier than a PC because it kind of takes over the whole thing for PC. You don't really want that. <laughs> it's a big program, so Mac can take it. But um, yeah, it's fun. Um, I've been doing six, 16 years of AutoCAD. But um, another joke, let's see what we got. So my husband gives me this ring, and I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, I got two of them. So I'm like, great. And he's like, why don't you put them on, on your, you know, this hand? I'm like, um, because I like this. And he's like, well, um, it just needs to be, like, you know, washed and clean. And he's trying to get me to take it off. I'm like, no way, no how. Doesn't even fit. Like I did take it off to see if it fit, and I'm like, thank goodness it doesn't fit. It's too big. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so um, yeah, I'm from East Bay, and Buck's here, and then I have um, and he's from San Francisco, I think. Is that right, Buck? I was born in San Francisco. Now I live in Sunnyvale. Oh, cool, nice. Sunnyvale's great. I hope to get a job there again. <laughs> With Apple, we'll see. <laughs> As a GIS tech, <laughs> um, of all things. Um, then I have my friend um, from the mountains <laughs> in California. Hi. Yeah, she's saying hi. <laughs> and uh, I'm not I. <laughs> <laughs> that's Judy, my friend. Um, so the thing with Judy is she's married to this guy who's my friend's dad, and. <laughs> Anyway, we used to have, <laughs> does that make sense? Um, we used to have, like, joke wars back and forth. It was awesome, and I think he won every time. Was that right? <laughs> uh, I just put you on here, but he has to be off the internet. 
Technician shows notes to Mick. Came in a few days ago, Saturday night. This, this is Clara O'Donnell. According to the fingerprints. This is Clara O'Donnell. I'm sorry. Can you show me the other one? Lab technician closes the drawer and opens another. A man's corpse lies on the slab. Holy shit! What happened to this guy? Lab technician checks notes again. John Doe hit by a truck outside the Fifth Street subway. Last month, went into a coma and was stabbed for a few weeks. Then, some sort of equipment malfunction. 
Sunday evening. He came in sometime yesterday, I believe. Yes, Monday the 8th. You couldn't ID his fingerprints? They weren't in the system. That's it. No, no personal items. They should be in evidence lockup. Uh, look, all right. Thanks for letting me take up your time. External freeway day, mixed car flies down the freeway. Interior mixed car day, Mick tries to look at a map while driving. He swerves, then course corrects. Mick flicks on the radio. External Rheingold Memorial Garden day, mixed car pulls out up the drive and parks in front of the main house. Mick exits the car, walking up the main steps. Interior Rheingold Memorial Main House day, Mick enters through the front door and is immediately intercepted by Clarence with a cut on his left eye. May I help you, detective? I bet you could if you wanted to. Mick lights a cigarette. Clarence and Mick stare each other down. Very well. This way. Clarence walks off briskly down a hallway, turns and passes through another office doorway. Mick takes his time to slowly follow, examining his surroundings with veiled curiosity. Interior Wrangle Memorial Main Office. Clarence sits in the doorway as Mick slowly makes his way inside. <clears throat> What can I do for you? Oh, hi. I wasn't sure where you had gone. Please, take a seat. Very kind. What can I do for you, detective? This is a nice place. You got here. I don't suppose uh, you have... Uh, never mind. Is there anything I can get you? Coffee? Tea? Water, perhaps? How long have you worked for the Rheingolds? I was actually looking to inquire about purchasing a plot for, uh, for myself. Do you expect to be requiring a burial plot soon, Detective? Well, you can never be too careful. I <clears throat> worked for Magnus Rheingold since he immigrated to this country. It's a matter of public record. If you'd like to check my credentials, I would invite you to contact the mayor's office. What sort of burial plot are you looking for? I think I'll have that coffee. Oh. I've always been fond of mausoleums that myself. I'll have my assistant fetch your coffee. Cream? Uh, if you don't mind. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. I'd prefer not having any beverage prepared by someone I haven't met. Would you mind making it for me? Please. Very well, detective. Or shall I call you? Mick. Mick's Nick. fine by me. Clarence, that's your name, isn't it? I will be back with your coffee. Black. Clarence leaves the room. Mick examines the desk, stands up and lifts an item from the desk, places it in a coat pocket, puts his cigarette out in a coffee mug on the desk, glances around, and walks out of the office. Interior Rheingold Memorial Main Hallway Day. Mick walks through the hallway and up the main staircase. At the top of the staircase, Mick turns down a hallway. Interior Rheingold Memorial Main House Second Floor Day. Mick walks down a ugh, Mick walks down a dark hallway past several closed doors. A door at the end of the hallway is somewhat ajar. A shaft of light through the doorway pierces the oppressive shadow of the hall. Mick approaches the open door. Interior Sophia Rheingold's Private Room Day. Heavy curtains are drawn and lamplight provides pockets of clarity in a richly decorated shadowy room. Sophia Rheingold sits very still by a table, 
partially in shadow. The door creaks open. Mick stands in the doorway, smiles, and knocks on the door as it swings slowly. Miss Rangold, I'm a detective with the City PD. Mind if I ask you a few questions? Interior Sophia Rangold's private room day. The curtains are open, and Sophia Rangold stands by a window. Mick sits by the table, smoking a cigarette. Such a year, such a terrible year without my Magnus. And this week, with Clara gone, and now Herbert, it's dreadful. What was your, uh, what was your relationship to Herbert? We had gotten close. I planned a vacation for the two of us. Minos disapproved. He thought it was a tawdry affair, but we cared for each other deeply. Mr. Uh, Mick. I loved my husband. It has been almost a year without him. A, a woman gets lonely, you understand. I'm sure. Uh, when did you and Magnus come into the country? Oh, I was born very close to here, Detective. I encountered Magnus after he left the bank. And which bank was this? Uh, Rabo? Rabo Bank? Uh, my husband had worked in the European headquarters before he decided to emigrate to the U.S. He said he wanted something more tactile. He was quite a willful man. When we met, I was working in real estate. I helped him to find a place. Clarence enters the room. There you are, Detective. I have your coffee downstairs in the office where I left you. Mick smiles and looks for a place to put out his cigarette. He pulls out a business card and places it on the table, then puts his cigarette out on the card. Mick shrugs. Interior, Rheingold Memorial, main office day. Mick sips coffee and looks through a binder of burial options. So, what happened to your eye? Exterior, Rheingold Memorial Garden, crime scene day. Mick examines the toppled gravestone, which reads, uh, uh. Bedalia Conwood. Mick surveys the garden. Steve, the groundskeeper, rides a power mover over by the gate. Mick sighs and begins to walk. Exterior, Rheingold Memorial Garden Day. Mick approaches, attempting to get Steve's attention. Steve sings along to a song loudly in the headphones. Hey! Excuse me! Steve! Hey! Steve remains oblivious. Mick unholsters his service weapon and fires around at his own feet. Steve tears off his headphones. I'd like a moment of your time. What? Steve shuts off the power mover, mower. Mick lifts up a spent shell, still hot from the grass, and crouches to dig out the bullet. Mick stands. Let me buy you a beer. Interior Mordecai's table by the bar, evening. Mick leads Steve through the door to the bar area. Mick gestures to the bartender who pours two shots and two beers. Mick and Steve sit at the bar, clink glasses, and drink. Mick gestures to the bartender who pours another two shots and a beer combos. If you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to ask you a few questions. Interior Mordecai's table by the bar night. The bar is littered with bottles, glasses, and cans of all varieties. I loved her. It was sudden. I don't know why she left me. I heard they found her car. I would have married her. <laughs> so, so Clara, Clara worked with the Rheingolds uh, and this dentist. Uh, what did you say his name was? Leibowitz. Right, right. Uh, uh, you, um, 
Have you ever met Bedelia the Conwood? Briefly. She was part of Clara's other clique, the creepy Leibowitz crowd. I never liked how he talked to her. Or Miss Sophia, if I'm honest. Slimy, those types. They go to a better class of party. Suddenly, they must be a better class of people. You know what happened to Clara? I've uh, got to make a phone call. Mick pulls out his phone and calls Abraham, throws money on the bar, and walks out the door. Exterior, Leibowitz dentist office, night. Mick's car pulls up and parks partly on the curb. Leibowitz is looking out the office door. Are you Leibowitz? Uh, hey, Kevin, quickly, you want to be Leibowitz since you just joined? That way I don't have to do it. I don't think I'll be able to pull up the script. Okay, never mind. Uh, who's asking? City PD. Mick pulls out his badge, flashes, flashes his service weapon, and smiles. Why don't we uh why don't we talk inside? I was just leaving. Uh this will only take a minute. Why don't we talk tomorrow? What is this about? Claire O'Donnell, how would you like to meet me at the station tomorrow? 7 a.m. What do you need to know? Exterior exterior 12th precinct station night. Nick Parks blocking the driveway, exits the car, and goes into the station. I'm catching what you're throwing there, Hall Law Hall, with the with the with the parking. <laughs> Interior 12th precinct evidence lockup night. A guard sleeps with a porno in his lap. Mick coughs, then nudges the chair with his foot. The guard guard stirs, awakes, and hides his magazine. Pardon me. Is there any evidence? Of what? Of work going on here. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Mind if I wander and look around? Do you have a requisition slip? Oh, come on, slave. Mick glances around, pulls a flask from his coat, and offers it. The guard hesitates, then takes a gulp from the flask. Mick shrugs. The guard lets him into the evidence lockup room and offers the flask back. Keep it. I think I got it from inside here. Mick winks and walks into the 12th precinct evidence lockup. Interior 12th precinct evidence lockup night. Mick enters as a guard stands in the doorway. Guard takes another sip from the flask. Don't touch anything. These hands? Mick laughs and looks around. Guard closes the door. Exterior abandoned warehouse night. Mick stands smoking, silhouetted in his car headlights. Music blares from his car as he studies the warehouse. Exterior abandoned warehouse day. Mick starts and pulls away from the warehouse. Litter flies out the window of Mick's car and lands on the street. Interior Mick's car is day. Mick makes a phone call while driving and flipping through his notes. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking here. I, I can't find anywhere in these notes. This is stupid. Sure, it's my fault, but Claire O'Donnell, is, where, where is her body found? Claire O'Donnell, this gorgeous young blonde. Deep comic came in. Really, no record of it. Oh, well. I seem a bit odd. Yeah, me too. All right. All right, well, if you, if you find out anything, thank you. Exterior freeway day. Mick's car accelerates on the freeway. Exterior offices of Beauregard Law day. Mick's car parks on a crosswalk. Interior Mick's car day. Mick's phone beeps. A text message from Nancy reads, sorry to bother. Reginald is asking about you again. Mick's phone rings, and he answers it. Yeah, of course. 
Yeah, Miss Rheingold. Mick exits the car. Interior Beauregard Law Reception Day. Mick hangs up the phone and starts to light a cigarette, then stops. The receptionist greets Mick with a cold smile. So, my, my apologies, but if, uh, if Beauregard is dead, who works here? An office door opens. Clarence exits, shaking hands with a distinguished gentleman. Closing the door behind him, Clarence disappears down a stairwell. Sir, do you have an appointment? Mick lights a cigarette and walks towards the stairwell. Interior law office stairwell day. Mick follows Clarence down the stairs to a door, opens the door, and exits to an alleyway. Exterior alleyway day. Mick stands alone in the doorway, surveying the alley. He throws his cigarette and turns to walk back up the stairs. Interior Beauregard law reception desk day. Mick approaches the receptionist. Who's, whose office is that? I would like to speak to them. I'm sorry, sir. I'm not sure what you mean. A man just walked out of there, the office at the end of the hall. Uh, another man was inside. Who was it? What was that man's name? I'm sorry. None of our attorneys are uh, in office at present. I'm not sure what you saw or think you saw. Please take a card on your way out. Or I can take a message, Mr. Mick. <coughs> Mick. <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Mick leaves the law office. The tires of Mick's car have been slashed. Mick laughs and looks around. Exterior offices of Beauregard Law evening. A tow truck lifts Mick's car. Mick, smoking a cigarette, hands the tow truck driver cash. Just tow it to the station. Abraham pulls up in his car, leans out across the open passenger side door. Where are we going? Mick climbs in the passenger seat, closes the door, lowers the passenger side window, and tosses his cigarette out the car as the car pulls off. Exterior Rheingold Memorial Gardens, main house, night. Abraham pulls up in the driveway and parks. Abraham and Mick climb out of the car and approach the main house. The door is locked. A sign reads, crematorium closed for repair. Abraham and Mick eye each other warily. Exterior, mid-city public hospital, night. Abraham's car pulls up to the hospital parking lot. Interior, Abraham's car night. Abraham smokes a cigar, speaking to Mick. I have to go, but like I said, man, the mayor himself uses that law office for everything. I personally wouldn't fuck around there. Not that you take advice. Shit, I don't take my advice, but uh, I, I will holler about bringing you on the task force downtown. You should see what the hell we're working with. I mean... <laughs> With the bus we just got in from an anonymous tip, honestly, we didn't even get the ringleader. We basically just arrested everyone in the neighborhood, collecting our winnings, and called it a W. Now, it's like our budget is unlimited and the brain power non-existent anyhow. Hmm. Mick claps Abraham on the shoulder and gets out of the car. Exterior Mid-City Public Hospital night. Mick enters the hospital. Interior Mid-City Public Hospital front desk night. A pretty young nurse with a clipboard walks down the hall. Mick touches her shoulder. Excuse me, miss. I'm here about the John Doe, that man that was in a coma. Exterior 12th Precinct Station night. A cab pulls out or pulls up to the station. Mick gets out of the cab and walks inside. Interior 12th Precinct front desk night. Mick approaches the guard at the desk. Who do I talk to about, uh, about borrowing an auction car? Mick smiles. Exterior 12th Precinct Station night. A hot rod muscle car pulls out of the driveway and peels off down the street. Exterior freeway night. Hot rod muscle car accelerates down the freeway, weaving between other vehicles, passing everybody. An undercover, an undercover siren wails. 
Blue and red lights flicker in the back window. Exterior Rheingold Memorial Gardens, night. Hot rod muscle car slowly pulls up and the siren quiets. Blue and red lights dim. The car pulls gently toward the driveway, parking in a shadow. Ooh, I had to read a lot. Yay! Thanks, guys. Yay! <laughs> Yay! That was very uh, exciting and helpful. That's, that I wrote all that shit today, so I really appreciate that. Nice. Cool. Awesome. That was fun. I haven't script read in a fucking long time. Same. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, I never wanted to like let scripts pile up. So now that there's a way to put them in a different form, it's just like more of a motivator to write more. Yeah. Tough deal. Well, preach, man. All right. Well, yeah, you're yeah, listening to you. Mutiny Thanks, Radio. Guys. I'm jealous that you have a beer and pot with you. Oh. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I also have a beer and pot. Oh, I'm jealous of you too, Quigley. Do you uh, have neither? What's going all on? All I have, here? all I have is weed cookies. Just like I wish really I had your weed crazy, cookies. Crazy, awesome weed cookies. Yeah, I know. Customs has seized the weed cookies. We're me and Pam are both going to jail. Yeah, I, um, I don't think that Aaron Atkins got his either. I sent both Kevin Quigley and Aaron Atkins a week ago pot cookies in the mail, and they, neither of them got them. So. That honestly, at the post office, like even even regardless of the fact that they had weed, they might have just seen like mailing cookies in an envelope. Uh, no, I, there's nothing wrong. It's like a it's a it's a care package. Was it in a large envelope or it, was it, it in was a, in a, a small it was box? in a it was in a it was in a bubbled envelope. I want to interject and just a ask. bubbled envelope should be good. I, I they, they maybe they figured out it was weed. I, I doubt it though. I, I doubt like, it. What is this Alex? cookie? Peanut butter and anthrax. <laughs> Did y'all hear Pam's Always Sunny script? No. I read part oh of it. I, I didn't have the time wild. to read the whole thing. It's great. But uh, I, since I'm on the call, I like it more you, than I like Always Sunny. I oh, think Lizzie wanted you. to do her jokes, uh, and while she does okay. that, I could figure out uh, how to cast uh, the flicker. Flicker bean, flicker bean. I'm still standing. No, it's not over permanently. It's just it's on it's on Kaibon. No, 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 no. I want okay. to stay like it's that. Hiatus. Check this shit out. Well, if you don't have this is my blue it. mic. The tripod just snapped the fuck off. No! I know. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. So now oh I gotta either hold it like this. I gotta fucking do a balancing act to get the. Or I look like Darth Vader. Oh, shit. Hi, where, where'd, where'd the tripod end up? Get some duct tape. No, I think I could do it with super glue. If I got super glue like, deep into the cracks where it get broke, I think tape. I could fix it. Right. No, nah, I need super glue. It's military grade shit, man. But uh, I was balancing it earlier and it wasn't. Is Elizabeth going to tell jokes? I'm, tell jokes. Yeah. I'm I'll, looking do I'll do jokes. Do it. Kevin, send Can us I? your script with the flicker bean thing on it. Oh, I found it. I found it. It's on that message. I don't have access. Can I get access somehow? Uh, yes. It's uh, actually you were added to that message with all of us, and it's at like the very top. It says Saturday Night Live, Google Drives, uh, or oh, I think that Kevin just sent it. Kev Kevin just sent it too. So it's on Facebook. Oh no, it's it, uh, the messenger, the messenger thing. But I believe that Kevin just sent oh, it to everybody chat. here in this message. Yeah, I don't see it, but whenever they send it, oh, okay. Elizabeth should do her jokes now. Oh yeah, that's really weird. My 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 view on the screen, I can't like find the screen that I want. It doesn't matter. Um, you have to go click on um gallery view, and then the opposite of gallery view is where you see yourself. 
Oh, no, I know that. For some reason, it thinks when I'm driving, it says, like, driving mode is on. And I'm like, I didn't, I'm not driving at all. So <laughs> that's kind of obvious from Sammy. Trying to get you arrested. Yeah, uh, apparently. My phone, my phone is social justice warrioring me. <laughs> um, so, okay, I, sorry about the whole routine thing, but whatever, stand-up isn't dead to me. Um, <laughs> so I think it's funny, um, for, well, for once... In all history, incels are in vogue now. Like, for, for once, like, these social distancing trolls are like, oh no, you can't go out and you can't get near anyone. Don't go near anyone in society. We can't, we can't socialize. These are the same losers that before had no social life, and now, finally, it's like, oh, I can't get laid. Well, that's cool. That's the hip thing now. <laughs> Like, we get it, nobody wanted to fuck you before, and now you can virtue signal about it. <laughs> um, so, I think it's funny right now that if you try out, if you try and go out and actually get a date, you are literally dying to get laid. <laughs> like, fuck, we thought that Ariana Grande's pussy caused suicidal thoughts and actions. <laughs> Now everyone is like, Jesus, I thought that I had cooties before with guys. Now they won't come near me. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think I'm becoming a siren, right? Because, like, I want to go on dates, so I'm just going to try and lure guys to come out of the house. Like, no, I'm not sick. <laughs> like, I could be a disease vector. I don't know. I don't think I am. I haven't been around anyone, but fuck it. I will get them to come out of the house. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, I'm not holding up on this. If I'm going to die, I want it to, like, happen where at least I'm getting some. Like, I can't remember the last time that I got laid. I really need to stop drinking. Um, I was so desperate the other day that, like, I actually made a recreational trip to the gynecologist like it's funny you know there's this nurse in China she said that because she was a hero and working for people to get them over coronavirus that the government should provide her with a husband now look I'm an essential industries worker myself but I don't consider myself a hero but it would be really nice if the government could at least provide me with a nice clean cock <laughs> Um, I think it's great though at least that we know that like anyone on dating apps after this they must be good stock right like they survived the apocalypse they must have good genes um, so I think it's funny we came out of the roaring 20s and we went straight into the great depression like what happened it turned to 2020, and then the whole world shut down. Now everyone's dying of something like polio. Like, no one trusts the government anymore. Like, what's, what's happened to people? We've all gone crazy. Like, um, I think the whole funny thing about quarantining is that for me, it's actually been a good thing, because I was already banned from America before this. So for me, this is great. Um, <laughs> Like, I'm just saying, for once, now I've got all my American friends where I want them, and I can actually, like, go out and do open mics. I'm like, I hope this shit never ends. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, 
it's great because it's like one of the it's like one of those accidents where people are like, oh, you know, I didn't I didn't know that I wanted it. It was an unexpected blessing. Except this isn't like one of those fucking babies that you have and you just say that about, but it's actually like I fucking wish I didn't have that thing. I'm like, for me, this is actually turning out great. I'm like, I'm getting to socialize with Americans. Like, this is my way back into America through online. I'm finally going viral. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing about this whole virus. I'm realizing that I'll never be as famous as the disease. Um, yeah, no, I think it's it's funny. They say that a wish is a dream that your heart makes. Or no, a dream is a wish that your heart makes. Now, one time I had a dream that everyone was locked up and nobody could leave the house and nobody could go into the United States and do comedy. And I think it's kind of funny because I, I must have had my dream come true. And they say that your dreams don't come true if you make them aloud, right? So I think that everyone should be really glad that I say that I want to fuck babies as my jokes. <laughs> Because they're not coming true, at least. Okay, that's all I wanted to test out. That was new stuff. Yay! Baby fucking! Yay! <laughs> Elizabeth Stanton yeah, ending on a baby fucking we, joke. We lost Warhol? Like a professional. How tragic is this? This is the tripod to my fucking snowball. Oh. And it just snapped off. And like parts that were in it kind of just fell out. And now I gotta find them all over my floor. Uh, yeah, I, I might not be able to see the it back together. Can can I be Dax? Can I be Dax messing on Flickr Bean? All right, I got it. You can be Dax messing. Yay, I'm gonna be stage be directions. Um, do we have three women and two men? Yeah, but actually I can't probably read ideal. on my end because I'm on my phone. How do I read it? Can I, you'll you'll stay in Zoom audio if you leave the app and open the Google app. You just won't be able to see us, but you'll be able to read it. So as long as you get started, you can read along. Um, in the chat, if you go to participants and then press chat, I think. All right, let Let's me try see. to, I, I was trying to pay attention to Elizabeth, uh, so I, I didn't actually do the casting when I was supposed to. Dude. Right, so da Dax oh, by messing. the way, does anyone actually have any feedback? feedback? Um, oh. Well, shit, I liked one of the early ones, and uh, now I can't. I like the connection with. I like the whole viral part and the whole America bit. I think you, um, I'll never be as famous as a virus or a disease. That's like a no-go because you were already never going to be as, or maybe write it <laughs> a little bit differently because you are already not going to be as famous as cancer or AIDS or the common cold. Oh, shit, that was one that I actually left out. Hey, did you hear about this? It's actually true. A guy got beat to death in Africa because people thought that he had the coronavirus because he was coughing, and I was like, no, no, guys, I just have to have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah. that's, that's a good one. That's yeah. good. That's cute. <laughs> that, okay. I, 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 I like that one. Um, all right, hold on. We'll be, Where we'll be, are we'll you? Me? Yeah. I'm in, I'm in, uh, sorry, just outside Vancouver, Canada. Okay. So one of the jokes that I've been running by, by these guys is that like I'm like I think that I'm like Moses because like I'm a Jew and I got fucked over because I got banned from America and now everyone's being hit with a plague. <laughs> All it's right, true. Uh, this, this this is so great. Everyone, everyone, scroll to page nine if you have it up in your device. Sketch and, to uh, comedy parody. Pancake, sketch. are you still on this? 
Um, is this Jennifer's yeah. Google Drive thing? Cool. Who? Uh, mine. Where's that? I don't see yours Page. at all. It says uh, Saturday. Jennifer at... sent the link, and uh, oh, I also Jennifer sent. It. Okay. I, it's been sent over before Messenger and Zoom. So. Page nine is mostly empty. You want to go to page ten? Saturday Night Live writing submission. On mine, on mine I have page nine being sketch number two, commercial parody All right. sketch. I'll go to that. Uh, what What does page nine say for you on your screen? Um, it's the end of page, I guess eight for you. It's fine. It says sketch two, flicker bean. Yeah, sketch two, flicker yeah. bean is what you want to be seeing. I found it. Okay. Uh, can is everyone good? Elizabeth is good. Uh, Pam is good. Jay yep, Perez, yep, you good? I got it. Jay Perez, know. sound off. Yeah, her sound is off. I think she's still talking to her mom on the phone. Okay, so we can't we can't depend on her. Oh damn, we got limited inventory. Pancake, you're good. Are you on page nine? Mm-hmm. Are you queued up? All right, so we're gonna do um, dissatisfied female one. Liz, I'm gonna give you that. Uh, Jen, I'm gonna give you uh dissatisfied female number two wait i don't uh, know if back yet was it i don't oh, know if sorry okay back. kevin back. you must have written this part for me dissatisfied female yep <laughs> yeah i know I, it's it's such a unique part that there's two people with the same name and their number yeah <laughs> uh, well that's every female lockdown. obviously obviously pam is gonna be uh dax messing i'll be incompetent male number one yay um Edna, I'm going to give you lay messing. Um, I don't know how I came up with that first name or any of this, or either of these first names. Um, all right, so Pancake, you're going to be, you got incompetent male number two. All right, I play the role of Colin Jost. Are you going to, yes. um, are you going to read the, the thingies? The... You think A.D. Bryant is a lesbian? No, right. she's cast as a lesbian oh okay um yeah actually so you're gonna be on uh edna you're gonna be uh, unaffected lesbian number one and pam will be uh, unaffected lesbian number two since All she's right. already playing a black man she may as well play a black woman <laughs> <laughs> i'm a good actor are you gonna um... so i think we got i'm stage directions okay, i'm incompetent good. male number one uh and let's just go down the list to satisfy female number one is liz uh dax messing is pam Lay messing is Edna. Uh, dissatisfied female number two. Um, Liz, you can also be dissatisfied female number two. Uh, I feel like. Uh, oh God. Um, how about, is there a lot of reading for dissatisfied female two as well, or no? Not really. Okay. I don't remember. I haven't actually read the sketch since I wrote it in June. Um, oh, that's confidence assuring. <laughs> so, uh, and then pancake is incompetent male number two, and then uh, Edna and. Uh, Will be the lesbian. Yay, and I'll be lesbian. All right, so let's get uh, Yay, let's get a let's let's get a, fi a four way sound off from you guys. That you're ready. Ooh, ready, 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 ready. Right, sounds good. All right, interior, a bedroom. The camera is positioned next to the headboard of the bed, pointing at the door that is on the opposite wall. Since this wasn't a traditional sketch and it was like a commercial parody, there's a lot of camera related position stage direction. Incompetent male number one enters through the door, leading in dissatisfied female number one and gently holding her hand. They are both giggling. I think that's the best art show you've had so far. I'm sorry, where is this? Dissatisfied. Page nine. Page nine, it says Flickerbean. That one? 
You're dissatisfied yeah, we female started, one. We started the sketch. Yeah, it says uh, Kate McKinnon. Yeah, and then you got to keep scrolling, and then the script starts. Okay, that's not part of the script. Okay, that's, that's why. That's the cast. Okay. Part now of the assignment. Part of the in. assignment was that I had to uh, pick which SNL cast members would play each role, and then also possibly put it in a guest star. Okay, I've never read a script before. Okay. Um, no, this is not. It. This is not a, a uniform practice. This was specifically to the SNL submission. Um, okay. The rest of it. The rest of it will follow the rules of scripts. Hey. Okay, I'm, I'm good. Oh, hey, Jen's right. back. Sorry, my mom. My mom just called me. She's yeah. Hey, Jen. Okay, so we should give. We should. Uh, we should divvy up some of the female roles. To, oh, there to you go. Uh, so. Uh, do you remember uh, Pam uh, and Jen? Which which lesbian were you guys? I was I was uh, I'm one lesbian one. Okay, so does one of you want to give up uh, lesbian role? To, yeah, uh, I will. Jen? I because I, I got Dax messing. I have a lot of lines. I'm good. Yeah, you have a lot of lines. Okay, uh, I'll take okay. it. So we'll take her that. And well, why don't we give did, Pam? Did I give you? I, you didn't have three. Okay. No, I'm just Dax messing now. Give her. And uh, you, Edna, you're um, lay messing, and you are one of the lesbians. Um, Which one do you want me to be? Let's do this. Uh, Liz, are you willing to give up a dissatisfied female number two? And we can give. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, it's all good. Perez. I'm pretty sure the lesbians only have like one line each. Um, okay. So uh, can you open the link, uh, Jay Perez? Yeah. Okay, and you scroll down to page nine. That's where the cast is, and then the script starts at the very bottom of page nine. Okay. Is it my turn yet? No, we're gonna start yeah, over now that we got a, a new cast member. We kind of we kind of botched the uh, start anyway. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> so you sketch two. Uh, sketch two. Flicker okay. bean. Okay. So I'm uh one of the lesbians. Here to satisfied mm -hmm. female two. Dissatisfied female two. Okay. And, and lesbian two. Unaffected okay. lesbian too. So you're both twos with right. female sounding roles. Are you ready? All right. Sounds good. One, two, three, let's go. Int a bedroom. Camera is positioned next to the headboard of the bed, pointing at the door that is on the opposite wall. Incompetent male number one enters through the door, feeding in dissatisfied female number one and gently holding her hand. They are both giggling. <laughs> I think that was the best art show you've had so far. I can't believe it. I didn't think in a million years I could sell four paintings in one night. And that one doctor from Tribeca was a strong maybe on the lakeside piece. Doctors are smart. I bet you anything he calls you tomorrow to tell you that that maybe has become a definitely. Ooh. <laughs> oh, stop it, honey. Now you're just humoring me. I mean it, babe. I really do. Your magnificent paintings belong in the homes of every rich doctor in Manhattan. You really blew me away tonight. They kiss. Tonight is going to be all about you. Incompetent male number one lays dissatisfied female number two down on the bed. Cut to above the bed where the camera is pointing straight down with dissatisfied female number two's abdomen on the bottom edge of the frame. Incompetent male number one kisses her neck and moves down her body until he is fully off screen. Ooh, ooh, honey. Um, okay, uh, a little lower. Okay, that's too low. Oh, you got it. Nope. Never mind. You lost it. Her tone becomes less sensual and slightly more irritated. <laughs> Go back to where you were. That's that's not where you were. You seriously just had it like for a little half a second ago. How did you lose it? 
The frame freezes and becomes black and white on dissatisfied female number two's frustrated expression. Has this ever happened to you? Cut to Dax Messing, standing on an all-white background in the middle ground. He walks towards the camera as he speaks. Hi, I'm Dax Messing, and I know there's nothing more frustrating than when your partner is poking around in your dark room and he just can't seem to find your on switch. Don't you just wish there was a way he could just find the dang thing? Now, there is! Cuts to a rotating product shot of a red LED light with a small suction cup attached to the bottom. Introducing the Flicker Bean, the first of its kind indicator light for female anatomy. Cut back to Dax on a white background. He is now walking towards the right of the frame, and the camera follows him. I'm a busy man. I like to spend my days filing taxes, watching football, and fixing loose boards on the back deck. Much like your man, I don't have time to read dozens of anatomy books and actually learn about how to stimulate my wife's body. But now, thanks to Flicker Bean, whenever I'm fancy feasting, we skip straight to dessert. The panning camera reveals lay messing to the right of the frame. Dax stops walking as he gets close to her. Don't believe me? Just ask my wife, Lay. Before the flicker bean, our marriage was falling apart. Now we can focus on the issues that matter. Fix on the floorboards! <laughs> Couple therapy. Cut to the bedroom. Dissatisfied female number one's legs are together and bent at the knee. They are pointed upwards at the ceiling. Incompetent male number one's face is just behind her knees to suggest he is about to go down on her. The camera is located near her right shoulder and pointed towards her knees slash his face. All right, I'm about to give this another go. She starts opening her legs and then starts to put his head between them. As soon as they are slightly open, an unreasonably bright light shines directly on incompetent male number one's face, causing him to squint. Wow, so that's where it is. Cut it's, to Dax and Lay on a white background. It's that easy. Next time you're digging for gold in the folds, you're going to have a California rush. Still not convinced? Listen to what some of our other satisfied customers have to say. Cut to another comp couple. Incompetent male number two and dissatisfied female number two giving a testimonial. My husband went to Catholic school, so he never had the opportunity to learn about women's bodies. Now... Thanks to Flicker Bean, I won't have to. Last night, you were asleep within 20 minutes. Cut back to Dax and Lay. Talk about getting a jump start under the hood. Am I right, Lay? Lay shrugs. The Flicker Bean guarantees the next time you're puckering, you won't have any trouble finding the ladies' pearl. And the best part, ladies agree it's perfectly comfortable. Lay's eyes widen, and she quickly shakes her head no. <laughs> Dax turns to her, seeking verification, but she quickly changes her expression to an affirmative smile and gives a thumbs up. As if you needed another reason to buy the flicker bean, I haven't even mentioned that it comes in red, green, blue, and yellow. And if you order now, we'll throw in our limited edition color-changing red, white, and blue flicker bean absolutely free. God bless America! It's the only country where a product like this could possibly exist. Cuts to a lesbian couple, unaffected lesbian number one and unaffected lesbian number two. We actually don't have any problem in the bedroom. But we love how festive all the colors are. Cut back to Dax and Lay. 
lady, just because your husband failed sex ed doesn't mean he needs to fail you. And fellas, if you fix stuff around the house as much as I do, you'll know sometimes you just need to find the right tool for the job. Lay rolls her eyes, and URL for www.getflickerbean.com appears on the screen, as well as the hashtag FlickerOften. Log in to getflickerbean.com to order now. Hashtag FlickerOften. Cut to black. Yay! <laughs> Honestly, reading that back, uh, that might have been one of the best things I've ever done. I don't think I'll ever talk about it. <laughs> I like Dax no, Shepard because he reminds me of the um, Simpsons, you know, when there's the guy who's like, oh, I'm that guy that everybody knows. And he walks around. I don't know who that that character is. Oh, uh, Troy McClure. Yeah, Troy Yeah, that McClure. is kind of the vibe I was going for. Like, as the camera rolls, he's just kind of like walking and talking to the camera and then he stops. That's like, that's why that, that was, sketch was extremely stressful to write because I kind of knew what I wanted it to be, but I didn't know how you were supposed to write, like, like when you're writing a sketch that plays out like a traditional SNL sketch, it's easy because you just say like this guy walks into the right and stops at the table and blah blah blah. When you're writing one that's like a commercial parody, you have to like write in like where's the camera going to be and how is it angled and how are they moving around, and you have to like frequently write in cuts. And I like I was afraid I was just going to fuck that up and do it wrong, and like the people who read scripts would be like ill formatted. So that was a stressful one to write. Uh, the other two were easier. We already read one at the Mutiny Festival, and then the other one was topical, so I don't even think it would make any sense to read now. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, the other one involves a guy working at an office, which is already just like a, an idea. <laughs> it's not topical <laughs> anymore. Nobody, nobody works. <laughs> nobody no, ever no it, was, it, was, it was parodying the straight pride parade, uh, which was kind of a local <laughs> reference because it was a thing in Boston. But, like, uh -huh. I considered it to be... Uh, ubiquitous enough because uh it was it was covered by like colbert and seth myers so i was like all right well they're talking about that the frame was that you were talking about was an actual frame and i thought it was like a reference for not get not finding the clitoris but like it was the the guy was putting up a frame and then the he kept moving it wrong. Oh she, yeah, no. no. I said, like the edge of the frame. Wrong. Like you were, you were there. How could you? How could you lose it? But it was actually reference for. Yeah. Oh. So I thought the whole thing was gonna be about frames, but with innuendo. <laughs> um, Cold reading script. I mean, we don't. The word clitoris does not appear in the sketch. It's true. Um, because I didn't know what you. I Googled it, and there's no definitive answer of whether you are or not allowed to say the word clitoris on NBC. There's, like, my friend sent me a clip of someone saying, there's a Carmen Langella, uh, who's a New York comic. I think she's originally from Boston. That's why we have, like, a bunch of mutual friends. But she appeared on Conan O'Brien, and she had a, a bit where she said the word labia. And so that was fine. Uh, but I couldn't find any edited evidence that you're allowed to say clitoris on NBC. So I was like, oh, but I, I love this idea. So I guess I'll just have to come up with like a, a repository of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, synonyms. Yeah. Well, we did it. Does, are there any more Warhol left? Is that what happened a long time ago? He did. Yeah. He had, he had sent me like a billion scripts today. And I was like, do you, which, what do you want to do, buddy? But I guess he is way more prolific than I would have guessed he is. Like I know he's like you know about almost ten years older than me, but still, he just had like a he had a bunch of shit on deck. Yeah, it's all like twenty minutes long. We did two sketches of his that were like really really interesting. Like no one ever, no one really writes like him. He definitely, 
I mean, he's, uh, I would describe his comedy as alternative. I probably haven't seen as much of it as some of you have. Like, uh, obviously, you know, based out of San Francisco. Right. Probably only seen Warhol, like, take the stage, like, twice. Okay. Yeah, and, and it was probably at Ireland's 32, which doesn't necessarily count. No, one of, one of them was at, I don't, I don't remember the name of this bar, but it was a, uh. Delirium? It was an open mic hosted by Tony Sparks, and the main area was closed, so we had the mic by a bunch of. Oh, was it, was it, it the, like the old laundromat place? That doesn't sound right. Milk bar? Yeah, it sounds was, like milk bar. No, it wasn't milk bar. Oh, copyright? Yes, copyright. Oh, oh yeah. wow, that was back in the day. They copyright? Used to, they used you to put us there? by the ski ball in the back yeah yeah that's what it was it was a ski ball night it was the ski and ball. and tony tony sparks was hosting the mic and someone got upset because they went to play ski ball and he was like you can't do that <laughs> they're like what are you talking about i'm training for a big tournament <laughs> and he's like well and then when you're a bunch of cocks waiting to go up to the open mic and some guy gets very pissed about ski ball and says what are you talking about i'm training for a big tournament you're like okay we're not the saddest so at least we're making it up <laughs> does that mean copyright we... oh go there ahead. anymore it's there still right yeah i mean it's there but nothing's open now so right but like <laughs> you were saying back in the day like i i feel like it's a newer thing yeah um so what happened was when brainwash closed Across yeah, the street, the one girl there. tried to make copyright happen, and that kind of failed. And so Hella Funny took it over. And so they were doing oh. shows on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, double shows on Saturday. And it's next door to that other. So there's like the restaurant-y kind of place, one place, yeah. and then it's the, the other little bar. And they were doing that for a while. Um, and it was working out pretty well. But it's through Hella Funny. So, um, Allison, Allison Hooker was booking it and Feel Woods right, right. and Ahmed Abdel Rahman, those that group. So well, yeah. If you ever want to be on that again, ever hit them up. I will. Yay, comedy. Are there any other scripts or Edna, do you have anything that you want to have read or anything like that? No, no. I wrote a TED talk, but I'm not gonna share it right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> you wrote a, a TED talk just for fun? No, I was pissed, and I was like, I was arguing with a bunch of people um, all last week, and I like logged off of Facebook like indefinitely for now. Wow. Um, so what I was your it. argument about? Uh, um, mostly based on like my ideals and my like philosophies, which some people mm -hmm. don't agree with. They're no, no, no. I'm curious what they were because right now people are going mad at me online because I'm centrist. Because you're centrist. Hold on, Pam, you're going to like this. You don't even think this virus is for real and people aren't dying. I'm not that polarized. I think it's real. I do think there should be a lockdown. I do think that. But I'm watching people going mad on my Facebook and stuff going, everyone should be locked up. If you leave the house, you should be killed, basically. Oh. And I'm like, um, I just want to go to like the beach on my own. And right now I can get like an over $1,000 fine just because I left the house and yeah. go out. And I'm like, this is totalitarianism. This is mad. This is dictatorship. This is not good. We shouldn't have that much of a lockdown. And then people are going mad at me for this, like Butch Escobar is and stuff. And I'm like, none of you know me. And you're all sitting there going on my Facebook, gaslighting me, saying that I'm 
alienating myself and I'm a monster and lock her up like a fucking Hillary Clinton. And I'm like, all I'm saying is we should be allowed to have some freedom here. And everyone's taking this total leftist psychotic. It's SJWs. That's all it is. It's I need to have control and I don't have any control. So I'm just going to nail my opinion. And if you disagree, we're killing you. I, I like got when, into it three I like different. You get in a Facebook argument with someone and then they're like, yeah, well, I can tell from your third to last profile picture that you're an idiot. <laughs> I know! That's what this is right now! <laughs> and I just, like, found something they could comment on, and they're like, yeah, well, I was on your page, and I was like, I don't have anything better to say. You know what this is? People don't have control. They've lost control, and they don't have an adult. You know how people used to be just like, it's okay, the government can take care of it. They're the adults in society, and when you're a kid, it's like, oh, no, it's okay, my parents will take care of it. Everyone's realizing that the universe is chaotic and that there's no cure to anything, so they're just going after each other and destroying each other. And I'm okay with that, and so people are mad at me. I'm I'm pro like us like slowly phasing out of the earth and like having the animals reclaim the earth. Oh, oh yeah, you're poison ivy. And I'm also talking about how I missed the mission when it had gang violence because at least the stories were a little more, more interesting and it wasn't all gentrified and the Mexicans could, like, walk to work instead of having to drive all the way back to fucking San Jose. Or whatever. People are like, what are you saying? Now you want more brown people to die? Hey, I saw plenty no. of Mexicans working in the farmer's market. I'm yeah. joking. Okay. Um, I mean, anyway, it's a job that exists, but it's not we're really upset right now and then one person just like lashed out on me because he thought he was just being sensitive and he thought that i was uh saying that i he thought that i was only talking to him because i was bored well here's the thing is that (laughs) whenever someone's on facebook like that and they lash out in support of like the billionaires who are gentrifying a neighborhood like the mission they're always like someone who doesn't make that much money like they're nowhere near being a billionaire like it's not like they shouldn't be taking it personal like these they're talking they're talking about billionaires gentrifying the mission exactly. this man who's arguing on their behalf ever met one of these guys and they found out that the new fad diet was eating human flesh they would literally <laughs> cut him apart and eat him on the spot you just yeah. defined <laughs> Trump so fucking deluded on some fucking reaganomics level or like some fucking like cultural trend like oh it would be trendy like he he's literally shilling for people who have much more power and much more wealth than he ever will have and that's that's killed. trump supporters yeah. that's literally trump supporters you just define like the whole tino the farmer or whatever like oh yeah, because, I don't it's business. not all trump supporters are more like republican midwestern there's like a uh rich like wealthy city california even like in in the boston area you have that type of like liberal like a neoliberal Someone you know what i agree i agree with the horseshoe theory have you heard of the horseshoe theory? The horseshoe theory is that anyone that's polar left or polar right, that anyone that isn't centrist is basically exactly the same because they're all totalitarian. So it doesn't matter if you're completely leftist, SJW, you can't say this, or if you're completely right wing, because no matter what, they always end up the exact same perspective. Whereas I'm centrist leftist, you know? Can we just be like the Goonies again? Can we go back to that era? <laughs> uh, Who's the Goonies? That was Goonies the soft guy? I want to be the Goonies, Goonies the movie. I know the Goonies well, the movie. We, what does that have to do bring with back my space? Well, we I don't know. I just that was the most that when I was a kid that was the best. I just that was a good time. I remember I used to play outside. Super. Like, it wasn't a big deal. You didn't have Nothing to. Nothing was a big deal. Politics. 
you could just say you were a vampire and put up a gossip picture and everyone believed you. And, and everyone gosh. believed you. It was great. It was <laughs> Wait a second. Hang on. The 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 character who played Mouth, the uh, Corey Feldman, I think is his name. Yeah. He, he's coming out now and and telling about how Hollywood is full of pedophiles. He's been coming out about the Hollywood pedophiles. What is that news? What are you talking about? <laughs> he's been Hollywood he's been all out and about about Hollywood. That was okay. Hang I on. like the time the when we did was, not know if someone got abused. My point. Okay? Can I just have that sign? My point was <laughs> it was happening then. All that abuse was happening to him then. Yeah, he so could yeah, 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 Let's go back to the Goonies. You're saying let's Corey Feldman. No, but didn't Corey Haim commit suicide because he got uh, so sexually assaulted? In, in, wait, wait, wasn't it one of the Corys got ass raped by okay, uh, Charlie Let's Shane? start speaking facts and avoid some half-assed uh, memory. Yeah. We don't know. No, one um, of the Corys said that. He said that he got butt raped by Charlie Sheen, that he pulled him into his trailer outside of a filming when he was like 13, and they put Chris. Like the biggest asshole. Yeah, because like, he's been raped. Wow, that's Charlie. He demanded a limo with a woman who would fuck him in the limo. And because of how much of a draw he happened to be in this particular market, they provided him with those things. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, I, 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 I guess that's the only way I'm he ever... sorry. I was just, I just want happier time. Jan, this is why I like you. You see, you think like I do. You're like, I'm not into politics. Neither am I. I'm just watching people go mad at each other online, and I'm sitting here. We're not talking about politics. We're talking about Corey Feldman. Yeah, (laughs) no, I know. Called abuse and pedophilia. That's what we're talking about right here. Exactly. That's the good old days. What it was. You know what they refer to as centrist in America is pretty far right. Is it? I don't actually know. I, I'm not Canadian, not socially, so. but, um, in terms of like, uh, well, kind of so, like, not in terms of like how people talk to each other and treat each other, but in terms of like social safety net programs and uh, tax policy. Uh, oh no, see, I'm a Bernie supporter. Right. <laughs> so no, I, I know. Like, I'm saying like when when people say Joe Biden is a moderate, like that's Joe Biden is very far right compared to a moderate in any other. Uh, you know, developed nation, especially. In yeah. Europe. See, I don't even buy into this whole political bullshit. So I'm, I'm don't know what you the don't, fuck. I, you don't I'm have not crazy. Two party system that we have. Do you? Canada is shit. I don't, I don't care about politics in general. I'm like, I believe in like a social safety net and like you know all that. And I don't know. How many? I'm hippie. How many parties do you have though? Do you have like, like we have Democrats and Republicans and sort of a Green Party, but not really. How many parties we do you have? have you know, the, the, NDP, you, the, the, the Libertarian party, party is bigger than the Green Party. It is. So in Canada, there's a, there's yes. a bunch. It's Gary Johnson got 4.5% of the vote. Jill Stein got one. Mm-hmm. It's either conservative or liberal or NDP that wins in Canada. Well, and so they're all three. exactly three. the same thing. But you have three uh, parties. All right. All right. Hey, what? No, there's more. There's also green. The mayor in Canada that did, um, that did coke and shit and was fucking strippers. What was that? Oh, that was that was just a guy who was like a what do you call it? Like a like he's like a governor, but not a governor. I don't even know what our forms of government say. Well, so what Obama used say? to be a big, big coke guy. Actually, George no, W. Bush. like this guy got caught years ago. No, no, he was he got just caught like, like he was big nothing, time. <laughs> he was he was like a mayor in Toronto though. That's nothing. He got caught big time doing coke. 
Who gives a shit? So, you know, it was probably a mayor in like Illinois. Is... Or no, wasn't there a mayor in the East? Marion Barry, Washington, D.C. Marion Barry. He did there crack and, and hookers and stuff. That was Washington, D.C. Can DC, I just say know. that that should be entirely out of politics whatsoever. What you do in your personal life should have nothing to do with it. It's no, the same It's the same as them impeaching. It's the same as them impeaching, um, uh, what's his name? Clinton. Clinton. No, Bill Clinton was a rapist. He got impeached for being a rapist, not impeached for a consensual blowjob. Yeah. Bill Clinton raped like four women. And who, him and his who, wife killed like who? 25 people that were political enemies to them. What did you say? Who? The Bill Clinton and his wife have killed like 25 people that were political enemies to them. Yeah, but that like, was the only thing they could catch him on was lying about the blowjob. But like that's the that. he was Yeah, no, but they decided to impeach him because he had some little Jewish girl give him a blowjob. And I'm like, go ahead. I'll, have to, I'll give a shit. No, yeah, they, the they wanted to get him in trouble because he was a horrible person and he Damn, killed are we people and raped people. But the only thing they could catch him on was lying about the blowjob, so they got him on that. Hey, Bill Clinton was America's first hey, black president. Call a nigger the, I someone someone got called a nigger the other day. What? Who? What? Yeah, I was waiting. And also, hi. That this, was probably the normal question. So there's this white guy. I was waiting to go into the bank for my work. I have to make the deposits. So you know you got to wait outside, like six feet apart. And there is like a black guy, very sweet, nice looking black guy. And this like white guy who looked disheveled. He was wearing like a belt and suspenders, like an older white guy. And uh, and he couldn't speak. And he kept he kept going. Um, nigga, nigga, nigga. He went like that. And the black guy just looked at him and, and like, I don't know what it was. I guess he was standing too close. They were six feet apart. They were literally six feet apart. But the white guy thought. That the black guy was standing too close to him, so he's like, oh, no, 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 nigger. The only word he could pronounce was nigger. That's wow. a that's a, a big escalate. It was fucked up, and um, then so that I six foot barrier to just the n word. Crazy. So I walk into the bank, and and obviously this guy's a racist, right? So I look, and he <laughs> the teller that he got was a black woman, and the black woman's just laughing. He's all frustrated. He's like, I don't even want to say word. <laughs> Oh dear. Apply um, for that ten thousand dollar forgivable loan. Yeah. Oh my god. You know, that is the one thing that I'm hoping to come out of all of this, and I've heard other people saying the same thing. Uh, Nathan said that the other day. Maybe we're gonna get rid of this whole crazy politically correct BS after this where you're canceling people over like the N-word and like, you know, like that guy Shane whatever not getting on SNL because Shane Gillis. I love Shane Gillis because every time I tag him in a tweet randomly, he'll just like the tweet. And I'm like, okay, so he cares about the little guy. He wants Oh shit, I need to start tagging him. No, oh Joe List is Joe List, sometimes Mark Norman. The only person I can't get to like any of my shit is Tim Dillon. I literally made potatoes for two hours because Tim Dillon said on his podcast I should make these potatoes. And I sent him a like a a bunch of pictures of them. How was your lamb? Did you overcook it? No, no, it came out fine. The only thing about the lamb chops is I didn't realize that, like, you have, like, the first, like, two bites with a fork and a knife, and then you just have to, like, find the bone, pick it up by the bone, just like, ah! Hell yeah! Yeah. But uh, the potatoes came out really good, and uh, I think that's going to end up being... I don't have a slicer, so I literally had to cut the potatoes very thin, like, manually. Yeah. And what did you do to those potatoes? They were yellow. Well, they were kind of already yellow, because they were yellow potatoes, but... um. 
I forgot what that's called. They I've look scalloped, like scalloped uh, potatoes. Potatoes are gratin. Oh, potatoes yes. are gratin. Oh, potatoes are gratin. Oh, okay. uh, scalloped potatoes in? look very similar. I don't know exactly what scalloped are. What did you do to the potatoes, though? You uh, mix, um, it's like flour and cheese and butter and I think just like salt and pepper and a little bit. I, you're supposed to use milk. I used oat milk. It was fine. Uh, and then you like it makes a mix and it's like you know this like cheesy kind of doughy milky mix and then you just kind of get the potatoes all up in that and then you put them just like in a pan and then you cover the pan and then you bake for 90 minutes and then you remove the cover and then you bake for about 30 minutes i want a little bit longer because i want them to be kind of burnt a little bit uh and also when i did that last half hour i like threw a little bit of feta in there and then they come out really good How's Baking your... tips by Kevin Quigley. That was that look, sounded really good. How's your That's new roommate? I, I gotta look up the recipe exactly what I used. There's a few in the initial like little thing you make in a pan. There there were a few ingredients I missed. You have to make a roux and then you make a bechamel and then you add everything. You make a roux. Uh, I think that yeah, make I, a roux I, and then I a bechamel. It, it, uh -huh. it didn't click until you just said it, but I'm pretty sure I was making yeah. a roux. Yeah, in the yeah. That's oh butter God, and flour Karen, together. You need to cooking. do that. Do a, do a cooking yeah, show bye. with your nice character. Meeting you. Bye. Bye, Edna. Love, love, love. Edna? Love, love, love. Nice um, to meet you. Hey, you uh, Quiggles, how's your new roommate? The girl that you uh, are living with now. She's fine. I mean, uh, I'm not wearing headphones right now. And, uh, you know, uh, so... Yeah, so, so no talking shit about his new roommate right now. I got gotcha. you. I'm catching what you're throwing. Uh, any other tidbits bef anybody want to share? You're all still live on air, by the way. You have been this whole time. So. When does this I know. I'm counting on it. What, what time EST does this go till? Uh, till 8 uh, Pacific or whenever. I can always just put music on. It doesn't matter. This is just usually Monday's joke workshop I have. I do this. Wednesdays, I have noon to four. I'm supposed to fill if anyone wants to come back. I, I don't mind these. I think they're actually kind of fun. They sound fun. Yeah, I got some tweets. Oh, I, I love these. Any likes that I thought were pretty funny. Do you want, do you want me to fire off some of those? Yeah, fire yeah. off some tweets. Sure. Oh, this is also the reason that uh, Shane Gillis is not a bad guy is because there have been several times where I just ran – because when the whole Shane Gillis thing happened and then it came out that uh, Shane Gillis had called Andrew Yang a Jew chink, Oh God! Because <laughs> he's good with money. Uh, so he called, and then uh, Andrew Yang, you know, he like he probably didn't even want to respond to it, but he was pressured to respond. So he said, like, Shane, I prefer comedy that makes people think, but I don't think you should lose your job. I think that's something that's wrong with culture. If you want to chat, I'm happy to. So there've been like three times in the past where I just tweeted like. Now that Andrew Yang has dropped out of the election, when are you going to do a podcast with Shane Gillis? <laughs> and then, like, you know, I was like, still waiting for Shane Gillis to do a podcast with Andrew Yang. I thought he wanted to talk to him. And then, so every time I've done that, Shane Gillis has liked the tweet, but Andrew Yang has not acknowledged it. So now I'm not like, I'm not, I have mutual friends with Shane Gillis, but I've never met him and I like, I don't know him. We just, I just follow him. But like, he just, so from his perspective, I'm just a complete stranger and he still liked the tweet. That's nice. That's All right, cool. this was yesterday. I said uh, this was the first Easter where I truly believed for the first time in my heart of hearts that God was not watching me masturbate. Um, <laughs> uh, this one I was pretty proud of. Uh, I thought I was in touch with my feminine side, but it turns out I just have type 2 bipolar disorder. Um, <laughs> this one got zero likes, but 
I think it's technically urine is sterile, but if you bring this up in front of me, I start to get very suspicious of what the fuck you've been doing with urine. <laughs> Awesome. I've always said how do you that know Jesus was Irish. How? Because he spent part of his life living in a cave. <laughs> um, I think that urine is nature's wet wipe. You know, like when you poop and then you pee yeah. after, and then it kind of like washes off. As your... wet wipe. Not even close. <laughs> uh, COVID nineteen may affect this hours. You know, on Google you see like COVID nineteen may affect these hours. Yeah. Uh, that applies to every single hour of every single day. <laughs> this is one uh, a coyote almost attacked me on my evening run this is a different coyote almost attacked than the one i talked about the other day same possibly the same creature uh but yeah coyote almost attacked me on my evening run and i just want to say okay jesus you win i'll talk a little bit less shit <laughs> I found out later it was actually a koi wolf which is worse it's a completely different oh. wolf <laughs> no, so because canines are uh, able to crossbreed a lot, so a koi wolf is a, a one of many crossbreeds of a coyote and a wolf, and there's there's a lot of them that are indigenous to New England. So whenever you hear someone say, "Oh, coyotes don't attack," when you're in New England specifically or the Northeast, they kind of go all the way down to Pennsylvania. Um, whenever you hear someone say, "Oh, well, coyotes don't attack humans," they're only talking about you know proper coyotes. Koi wolves will attack humans, so. Uh, what are koi wolves? Are they like a dog? Half coyote. It's a hybrid of a coyote and a wolf. Oh. So it's larger than a coyote and smaller than a wolf. And it will exhibit a mix of behaviors between the two. So sometimes koi wolves will travel in packs. Uh, coyotes generally avoid humans. Koi wolves aren't afraid of humans, which makes them extra terrifying because I'm just on a run and it will just like kind of follow me for a little bit. And I'm like, please don't charge and try to bite me. I don't That's... think there are hospital beds available if I get bitten by a wolf. Yeah, you'll get corona. Yeah. Calling it a wolf would be stolen valor. Calling it a coyote would be downplaying the situation. Coyotes are actually pretty small. They're only like 35-pound dogs. They look pretty weak and silly. Yeah, no, That's why I mean, many, many of my friends have dogs that are larger than coyotes. They're like dingoes. But this was, this, was not, this was not a coyote. This was definitely like a koi wolf. So I was like, oh, it's dingo and a coyote. Pretty big, and it, it also didn't have this very, very ugly face. Coyotes always have this incredibly ugly face. Why How many coyotes have you been looking at? Why are you dancing I with them? Google images, I look at coyotes, and I was like, I don't think none of this is the creature that I encountered. And then I found out about koi wolves. That's oh. why they call it coyote ugly. <laughs> I think coyote was a specific Native American dude. That's my def that's actually my Native American name is Coyote Ugly. That's what they call me. That's my that's my that's my uh, Native American name. Um, this okay, is fun this is because it's like Kevin Quigley speed dating three cute girl comedians. Hey. <laughs> hey. Even though there's a minimum six hour plane ride and the airports are probably not even open. Uh, I right. know, and I'm trapped in Canada. No one can even come out to visit me. They probably sneak over the border. <laughs> I would have to get to the West Coast. He's thinking about it. <laughs> um, all right, here's my 2020 election predictions. Ready? All right. Yeah. 2020 election predictions. Let's go. Biden will pick a female vice president, Kamala, so that when he loses in 40 to 49 states, the media can blame sexist voters. <laughs> and after his loss, the curse keeping Uncle Joe alive is lifted, and he disintegrates Voldemort style. 
Kamala then writes a cringe book explaining how sexist voters are and why they are sexist and puts anthrax between the pages just for fun and kills all of her woke fans and several book critics, rides off into the sunset cackling. In Dave Chappelle's next special, he explains why the mass murderer Kamala Harris wasn't that bad and gets a lot of heat from subpar journalists, but because he is so skilled at the craft of stand-up comedy, he makes the bit work. The story and a happy ending. Uh, yeah. what did what did i learn what did i learn from the 2016 election only some people hate black people but everyone hates women no, i think i think trying to lazily dismiss hillary clinton's loss to those sexist voters is absolutely retarded she was a horrible I agree. Fan. you know what like me as a she was like woman. a fucking wax sculpture of a human being and uh, it was really? because she was a woman. No, it was because she, we're, she we're was not the fly. other several presidents. She wasn't a human being. She, uh, she good point. Good point. Jen. Fly landed on her face like she was some kind of psychopath. Oh, no, you remember that she was just talking, and a fly landed on her face, and she just continued talking as if a fly had not landed on her face. Clearly, she's an AI. Yeah. She's Dolores. The problem is that she dressed like she was Kim Jong Un or freaking Doctor Evil. Yeah, she, yeah, her her suit. She did have both of those outfits on. Lock. You know, it's um, it's funny because um, remember Murder She Wrote and Angela Lansbury, how she could fucking rock like a like a pantsuit. She really yeah. fucking rocked a billion pantsuits. And Hillary just couldn't pull that off. And I just think Angela Lansbury. That was the other thing I was bummed about. Um, Elizabeth Warren just constantly looked like she came out of yoga class. Like she just had like a little bit of mist of sweat on her and just the right scoop neck so that she looked like she just. I'm actually surprised that Elizabeth, that, that honestly might be sexist voters because uh, I, I'm surprised Elizabeth Warren performed so poorly. Yeah, me too. Didn't she say she was Native American, but she's white? That but was a huge thing. She fucked like, up bad. She's like one sixteen. Instead of owning it up that she was wrong, she did a DNA test that proved that she was like one in two thousand Native American. Mm. And then the Native American community issued a public statement saying that like this is very disrespectful to our culture that you would do like you're not a member of our tribe, uh, you have no, like no lineage to our tribe. You just did a DNA. <laughs> And actually, the best the best part of the letter was they said it misrepresents both Native American culture and the use of DNA tests. So like they had they were like even siding with science. They were like you're you're misappropriating not only our culture but you're mis you're you're not you're playing those science nerds. Oh, can I just say this? I think it's so stupid. You should be able to say whatever you want about any culture as long as you're not actually racist. That is my stance. Say whatever you want. If if Jen can get away with saying the N word, I say we all can get away with saying everything. Well, so you know, here's the thing: everybody's <laughs> racist. I'm technically Afro-Cuban. Politics for seven years. That's why she fucked up. Like, because Trump said, like, I will donate a million dollars to whatever charity if Elizabeth Warren takes a, a, a test. And then, like, a year later, she like did it and then pulled up the tr tweet. And then Trump. <laughs> Obviously, he did exactly what you thought he was gonna do. He said, "I never said that," and like, are you like you? You gotta be a, a straight up retard to not think that Trump was gonna be like, "I never said that." And also, it was one in two thousand. Like, you just kind of make him look good in that situation. But looks like an asshole. He actually right? said that no, no, no. The thing was not if you proved to be Native American; it's if you take the test. In which case, she's right if she actually has written proof that he said that. No, he he said something like, "If you take the test, and you have like one drop of blood." but it doesn't even matter. You can bring up screenshots. It doesn't matter. 
Trump has literally just denied saying things that he, so, he hasn't got. Here's the thing. Everybody's racist, but only some people are bigoted. And that's the difference. Yeah. Is that we're all racist. Anytime, like, I go, oh, I'm part Jewish, I'm being racist. If I'm saying, oh, you know, I'm Danish, that is racist. That's racism. Saying that we're of any race. Bigotry. Racism isn't the problem because we're all racist. The problem is bigotry. It's when we say things of racism. A racist I, I would nature. say racism is like when you're in the movie theater and all of a sudden you smell like cooked food and you look over and you're like, oh my God, the fucking Chinese always bring like <laughs> gross smelling meals. Hold on, guys. This is okay. Like, that's like, I mean, like, that's thing. just like a thing that I happens. Agree with you there, Kevin. That's also, like, that's the thought. And then you feel bad for thinking that way but like that's how you that's how you felt at the time no you know what i have like when you say i didn't think you were that smart you're so pretty i didn't think you were that smart that's kind of sexist it's true (laughs) jen you're so right that's the thing look this is my stance oh i didn't expect you to be racism racism. i've I've, I've gotten caught up in that one a few times and i I try to be better about that that's right kevin i've called you out on that shit (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I tell you that you're intentionally trying to upset people, and then you're yeah, like, but I'm well, not he's a man, and he's intentionally yeah, trying to upset because people. Because I'm not intentionally trying to. I'm just me. I'm just a horrible person, and I'm okay with that, but I'm not intentionally <laughs> trying to upset anyone. The same as Pam isn't, the same as Jen isn't. No, no, not at all. Oh, I, sometimes yeah. I'm intentionally trying I, to hurt people, but I let him know. Yeah, yeah. But... Look, this is the definition of racism. The definition of racism means that you think that your race is better than other ones. Now, I don't think that's true. I am not racist because I think that we're all shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, he's going to smoke pot. Oh, out of frame. I know. You got to eat some of those edibles. I know. I I should eat another cookie. Look, check it out, Pam. I still have a ton of these left from when I was in California. Wow. Oh. And I have some Wonka bar. There's, I don't know if they have them in Cali, but I think they are originally from Cali, but there's Wonka bar. Mm. It like looks like the actual Wonka bar from Willy Wonka, Yeah. but it's like uh, 300 milligrams in the whole bar. It's like 12 pieces. Oh. I don't know why you eat great. edibles. I really don't. I might just fuck you up. My cookies are... Because like we're in quarantine and you're stuck at home and you could, you know, drink five beers like I did tonight just to, like, chill and enjoy, like, the fact that you're stuck at home and you have nothing to do. Or you could just take one edible and, you know, watch TV for an hour or play video games. Oh, pot does not and do that to me. you fall asleep at a normal time and you wake up and you don't feel like shit the next day. That's true, too. Oh, I don't like That's I why edibles like are very important right now. Yeah. My cookies are, like, 35 milligrams. I feel pretty good. I'm probably going to eat another one. Oh. Good thing uh, you told me that because I probably would have just eaten a full cookie as soon as I received it. Oh, of course, it. no, you and you should. I always eat a whole cookie because they taste so like. By, good by the way, Pam, I don't know if you're aware, but the the post office has experienced serious delays. So. Oh, honestly, maybe it's gonna come. Oh, I hope they not. come. I hope they come. I hope that. Oh gosh, I hope yeah. that they show yeah. up. They're all wrapped. You know, in the, post, the post office is on the verge of going out of business, which is embarrassing because it's a government organization yeah. and should not well, be able. To I, I thought the post office was private. No, no, no. It's the USPS, baby. I don't think it's private. My, my brother uncle, works for public transit. My uncle a mail carrier for years, and he might lose his pension. Oh. Yeah, my oh. brother works for public transit. He's a he's a bus driver in Vancouver, and they're thinking about shutting down the buses because they're not making a profit. Yeah. Well, my, they're making a huge loss. 
I ordered some stamps and like they they sell just like you know cards like thank you cards or happy birthday cards. So like yeah, if you know anyone who works for the post office and you want to support them, especially people who are older and uh, have to be collecting a pension, does not apply to you, Lizzie, unfortunately. But uh, definitely consider uh, you know just buying some thank you cards and stamps and sending shit out. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely you know, during right. the quarantine. I think honestly, I think one thing that will save them is that during the quarantine. People are so bored and we're communicating with each other in so many different ways. Writing letters might come back a little bit. Why? We have social media. I can actually talk to you. You need to vibrate higher. Shiva slashing through your flat screen is nowhere for you to hide. Drink over Anaconda, don't put the soundtrack of world genocide. My dogs turn off and silver spoons, vampire on the rise. Book a shop and a cup of bridge, platoon in his own and on the grind. Dead batter disposing from the mountains without peaks. Catch and release. Time release force capsules while I'm away the savage beast. I don't know. 